Welcome to Vortech Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Jonathan Bearded, Lene Blevins. What's up, my friend? Uh, my friend, does your wife, does she roll? What do you think that she does when she hears you say your what's up every time? Do you think she rolls her eyes? Do you think she laughs? Do you think she chuckles? Do you think she thinks, my sweet husband? It depends on how our day's been going before the show. <laughs> I think all of those reactions. So have when you're too. fighting, she's like, what a fake. <laughs> Yeah, you, I thought you were going to say another word. I and, almost did. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that's something I work for a parish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Catch yeah. myself. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. Um, and one of the, that actually, I'm, I'm going to change. I was going to talk about me first. We're going to ta- start oh, talking about Oh, let's talk about, about you first. No, no, no. We're going to talk about me because you set it up. Because you talked about, you used to work for a parish. And then you almost said a naughty word. And uh, I, you know, we've talked a, a few times before. That ever since you started your new uh, ministry, that you are now you know, streaming full time and doing a bunch of evangelization stuff full time, you know, you essentially just followed my coattails, which you know drove me mental. Uh, but uh, you've been, you've been. I feel like we've talked about it before that you're changing as a person. But honestly, I don't think you're changing. I think you're letting us see the real Jonathan Blevins. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, I think it's always been me. I, if, uh, <laughs> Like I feel like it'd be different if I swore if I would have actually just sworn. But the real oh, we would have started over like when I started over <laughs> after yeah, yelling like, what's up, me, I realized my microphone wasn't on. Like if I'm a couple <laughs> bourbons in and I'm having fun with friends, like the real me might have sworn there. But like I, I think I, I I let my hair down a little, but I think it's always been me. So But I've let uh, my hair so, down a little. The few the few that I have left. It's so funny that you say that. We're recording this on Sunday and one of my one of my uh one of my buddies uh, came up to me and knew I was on vacation. He said, oh, did you let your hair down? <laughs> as, a, as a jerk, like a jerk move. It was I love very it. Funny. <laughs> but um, we are seeing more of the full you in a good way and and some other some ways that others might not think is good, but I am actually a fan of. Okay, let's hear so, it. So um, I think the you that is the most you, where like I learn new things about you, is when you are doing your new weekly tradition of playing with your brother Tyler on Fridays on your stream. Okay, yeah, Family Fortnite Friday, yeah. Yeah. So, uh how is that different than your usual streams? Well, I'll give you I'll do one. Uh it's popular. A lot of people come in to see your brother. <laughs> you go you do the rest. Uh yeah, no, it, it's going well. I mean, we just enjoy it cuz we get to hang out together uh and it, he lives in Florida now, so it, it helps to be able to do that. And it helps that we both can do what we're doing for work and still hang out together and it benefits both of our channels, but uh, the reason that it's different, we have to have an 18 and up warning on my channel because we're we're usually family friendly. We're PG 13 and 18 and up on our bourbon and Fortnite streams at the nighttime. But I'd, I'd, the last thing I want is for some mom, you know, who hears from, oh, you have to go to this guy. He's a Catholic Twitch streamer. Recommends it to a sixth grader, and they show up in their first stream ever. It's me and Tyler playing, and they just hear some crazy things that they never thought they'd hear, and that they're almost always going to hear from Tyler and not from me. But you'll hear it on my stream. Uh, and so it's 18 and up and you'll hear some colorful language to put it mildly. I, I've, I have one thing, one thing that you said was not true. It is now at the beginning of this yet. You said that you do put the 18 and us eight, 18 and up message now. Yeah. You did not do so until I believe that I had something to do with this. Because your buddy, your buddy Taylor came into your Twitch tre- Twitch stream, and I watched my one game, and I heard a lot of words that I've never heard in your stream before. Yeah, uh, and I said, 
John, what, what, this potty mouth of this Catholic stream, and the next Friday it said 18 plus. So you must have, you must have watched like the first one then, because and that no, was, it was a, few, it was a few in, buddy. Nah, I've, if I didn't have it up, it might have been an accident. There may be because I'm not great at it, but it's almost always up there. Uh, and the, the first time I ever played with him, we had a swear jar. Where every time that he swore, he had to give me like a hundred dollars worth of subs, which is like only not a lot if you're a millionaire. But like you and I would be like, we wouldn't swear ever <laughs> if I had to give. Which is funny because if you go to John's channel, you see that uh, Tyler Ninja Blevins has gifted a thousand subs. Yeah, on yeah. John's he, he swore a lot that day, and I was trying to be funny about it. I was like, oh, Kiara's listening. That's my little daughter. Like, hey, mom says hi. And he's like, well, mom's here, and it didn't work. So the very next stream, I try to always put eighteen up on there. So. Uh, it's very fun. And like seeing you interact with him, here's my bone to pick. And this is, uh, I've already told you I'm giving you a backhand compliment. And this is it. I love all compliments in all forms. Yeah. Forward hand, backhand. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I've got a good backhand, Nadal. So I have been watching some of your streams, some of your live streams, primarily with your brother, because I have come to like you I like the you that you are when you're with your brother because I feel like, you know, everybody kind of reverts a little bit or it just feels really comfortable to how we were as kids, right? Not saying that you're childish, but it's very funny seeing you interact with your brother. Uh, and I've been watching a lot of clips, not only playing with your brother, but playing with playing with other people, the, you know, the, 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 the mats and the, you know, the bonsai bros and all these other guys that you stream with. Here's my bone to pick. Yeah. John. Over the last month to six weeks, I've been watching a lot of clips on like TikTok and, and Instagram. Follow at Peter Blevins wherever you're on social media. He's finally posting after I've been yelling at him about it for years. Here's my bone to pick. John, you are incredibly funny. Okay. And you have been funnier in the last month on your like on your clips from your stream. So I have two questions. One, where has this been on your stream? And two, why have I had to carry the comedy on this show for three years as my co with you being my co-host when you are so funny and you won't be funny on this show? It's not that I won't be funny. <laughs> so this is the this is a forward hand compliment, by the way. I, I like this compliment. Yeah, it's not that. It's that this is your show, man. It's not the Beard of Blevins show. So I I kick But it. it's a comedy podcast and you hold back. I don't know and I just realized I, I, I never brought you on because you're funny. I brought you on because you're a great guy and you're great at evangelization. And we had this cool chemistry, but I didn't know you were this funny. And now I'm angry. <laughs> I have a I have a decent sense of humor, I suppose. Dude, I don't know what you want me to do. I'm sipping mezcal tonight. All right. I'm trying. Tell jokes. <laughs> smile. Make me laugh. <laughs> but it's your show. You have the you like. OK, I have listened to a couple of episodes that you do with other co-hosts. Yeah, be proud sure of me. Have. I have a couple. I said, okay. But like, it's your show. It's very clear that it's your show, and I think that's a good thing. That it's it's your show. It's not four different shows with you leading each one. It's your show every time with a co-host. You know what I mean? And so I I do definitely feel a little less like I can make it my own. Like I hear sometimes Father Anthony interrupts you. I think Father Anthony and Liv interrupt you the most. Oh, where are you? You muted. You muted. You muted. You muted. Stop that. Oh, I'm muted. Yeah, now I can hear you. I thought you were pulling my leg. No, I really did. No, no, no. I thought you were being funny. No, I wasn't. I couldn't hear what you were saying. But I think Father Anthony and Liv interrupt you the most. Father Anthony, uh, Liv interrupts me the most. Father Anthony hates when I interrupt him. Because a lot of times, 
they both do this thing where I stopped giving Liv the rundown of the show because what Liv would do is she would start making the spiritual point. That was my idea for sure. the story that we were telling way too early. Like it's not the point in the story. And she would make, t- try to take it as her own. That made me angry because I spent all week thinking about this and you people are lazy. and just want to show up and talk. Uh, uh, <laughs> Father Anthony hates when I start interrupting him because he's the priest and he wants to make everything spiritual. And I interrupt him to tell a joke. And he's like, this is the Catholic part of the forte. <laughs> Okay, that's actually funny. So I'm correct, but I will I can let my hair down a little more on the podcast if that if that is the request I'm hearing. But also thanks for calling me funny. I'm watching your TikToks just dying laughing <laughs> and like I'm happy for like 90 seconds and I just scrolling through these TikToks and then anger just rushes over <laughs> You're me. Like why is it like the this? hell is this man? <laughs> that's pretty funny. I appreciate oh, it. Oh man. So so here's the thing. You are right that I am the constant on the show. But y'all have been on this show for three years. You can take a little bit of ownership in it. And like, just because just because I'm funnier than you doesn't mean you can't be funny, John. Ooh, a stand-up comedy <laughs> live Twitch stream where we vote and oh, have all yeah, of you a blast. Of course you want to do it on your home turf. <laughs> I'd get one vote. We'll do a podcast too. We'll do, it on both. we'll do it on both. We'll do a podcast version as well. That'd be fun. That's you so know what we could do? We could do like a, a roast. We could do a forte roast. So this is a good idea. I know. Um, we are on episode. Do you know that we're like seven or eight episodes away from episode 300? Ooh. So we're going to get everybody together. Uh, that's going to be hard as hell because y'all are hard enough to book as individuals. Getting all four. Yeah, of it'll have to be tough. like, a, yeah, it's going to have to be a ridiculously weird time. But maybe we'll do a roast. I think it'd be fun. I've been wondering what we were going to do because we've only done one show, all five of us together before. And maybe we'll do that. And maybe uh, maybe you can finally be funny on this That show. would be good. We can do a roast. Yeah, I've got things to say. I could okay. never roast Liv, though. Uh, I can't. I, I know. You can, you'll, you'll, you'll do fine. <laughs> okay, so uh, something else about your life has happened. And I, I am thrilled, thrilled that I don't think that you have heard about this before. Okay. I'm nervous. An, You're thrilled. I, I found an article about you. That I don't think you know about. The only reason that I have found it is because, like, when I'm posting the show and, like, this is just how the internet works. Like, you know, I'll put tags in. For, you know, like you said, there's all the different different uh, co-hosts and stuff. Yeah. Different guests. You put their name in, in search engine optimization tags in Google and on the podcast on YouTube. And people can search it, right? Yeah. So, like, 3% of the views that I get on videos that you're in on YouTube are from people that have searched the name Bearded Blevins, right? So when they search Bearded Blevins, they'll see eight videos of you on your channel, and then maybe the eighth, ninth video is you on this podcast. They're like, oh, let me check that out, right? Well, I was looking at how all the keywords on 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 the website and all the keywords from the podcast, I was looking at how all of them were doing, and I was seeing where are we getting viewers from, right? And I found this one article that... Uh, surprised me that we were getting some traffic from on the podcast, on the website. I am nervous. And the reason that I was surprised by it is because this is how the article started. Okay. I want everyone to prepare for this. Are you ready? Are you sure it's about me? I'm 100% it's about you. Okay, great. What's we're doing, Wallen? Ninen we're pra evangelirang. Jonathan Blevins. I totally know this. Wide man war, air camera sprit. <laughs> I totally, dude, I did this article. 
What? I did this article. What do you mean? <laughs> I, I'm telling you the truth. This is funny because we talked about this pre-show and, and you were, and, and you thought that I wouldn't know this. Uh, there was a – out of nowhere, I got an email one time in English from someone in Germany who wanted to do a – and they're a Catholic journalist from like the EWTN or whatever, CNN, whatever, of Germany. And they sent me this. Did you just say EWTN or CNN? Like the same? or CNA? Like, you know, but they're owned oh. by they're owned by EWTN. So shout, like the, the the pillar of Germany, whatever. And so they uh, and I, I looked at it. I said, "Oh, this looks legit." And I said, "Listen, I will record the the answers in English and send you video, and then you can transcribe it into German if you want." And she did. And so that's the article you must be talking to. The people are reading it. That's great. It's it's crazy that people are coming to the site because of this German German thing. Here are my favorites. So like I don't know German, but I ha- I like everyone have Google Translate and I know how to do show prep. So I ran it through Google Translate, which is actually pretty good. We used to have a game on the show where we would run Bible verses through Google Translate, it, like from English into another language, into another language, into another language, and then back to English, and then laugh at how bad they were. Yeah. And now we can't play that game because Google Translate's so good that <laughs> it comes back perfect. It's, it's evolved. <laughs> yeah. So here are my highlights from the English version through Google Translate from this uh, from this uh, German article about Jonathan Blevins. Oh, gosh. Quote from Jonathan Blevins. You can stream anything these days, explains Blevins, or quote-unquote bearded Blevins, or as he calls himself online, the bearded Blevins. (laughs) That is mistranslated. All all capitals. You're trying to be like Ohio State. No, you know I hate it. I'm wearing my my Michigan hat tonight. No, that that is a mistranslation for sure. I don't think so. Here's the other thing. <laughs> I learned something. I There's a lot of layers to what I just learned because not only did I find the article, translate the article, but this next thing made me do some, some digging on the old Googles. You ready for this? Yeah. Blevins' goal was, was also for Catholic content to have its niche, niche on Twitter. He was inspired by his younger brother, Richard Blevins. Yeah. I, 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 know, I, know, I know Tyler. Yeah, that's Richard. Richard Tyler Blevins. Okay, so I, I had to Google this. Yeah. Because I'm friends with your with your parents on Facebook. Which is so adorable. I was like, do they think do they think this is his dad? Because I know I know your dad is Chuck, but I'm guessing that's short for Richard. No. Tyler's name no. is Richard. What is Chuck's name? William? Charles. Charles. Yeah, it's okay. it's Charles Lloyd Blevins. I'm Jonathan Charles Blevins. Tyler, Chris is Christopher Michael, and Tyler is Richard Tyler Blevins, but he's gone okay. by Tyler his whole life because, you know, the nicknames and stuff that go with Richard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought they mistook him for your father because I thought maybe Chuck was short for Charles, which is short for Richard. No, no. <laughs> but when people come into my channel and they say, are you Ninja's dad? Nothing makes me laugh and cry more. <laughs> yeah. Do I look like I could be? He's 30. <laughs> you, you, you do. I'd have to be 50, bro. There's no shot I look 50. You didn't ask for real life. You said looks. But there's <laughs> no shot I look of... 50. No, but you look, you can look up to 40 and he looks 15. So that math works. <laughs> I suppose. If people think that Tyler's 15, then maybe. <laughs> well, it's youngest millionaire. <laughs> uh, let's see. Some other, some other highlights here. Um, I have made fun of you before. Uh, for the when I found out months after you started this new ministry, I just thought it was called like Bearded Blevins, and that was the ministry. Well, it's not a ministry; but, it's a business. 
but you started what's the name of the little flower media yeah and i've made fun of you out here for that before yeah but the fact that i'm in your head so much that you had to defend yourself from accusations i have made on a german website this is what you said <laughs> we're all tall bearded men and very proud of the name little flower media that's right you had to assert your manliness before, in order to defend the name well, choice it, of your business. No, it's, it's, see, it's funny that you think that because it's not what happened. It's 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 ironic and funny to me. Oh, it is what happened. Oh, well, this is what the media said in German. Yeah, and but all German media is not fake news. That's true. It's, it's actually not fake news. That's a true story that I helped, I guess, in some way. Not the translation, but uh, it's funny. I think the the name Little Flower Media is great because we're of three giant dudes. It would be. You know, it, you know what I mean? I think it's funny. I don't, I don't think I'm not I wasn't thinking like I, I'm ashamed of the name. So I better say that we're three big dudes. We just are. Uh, Remember earlier when I said that you were funny? I'm not being funny right now. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> just if you think that I'm sitting there writing an article and I'm just like, man, what would Taylor think about, about this right now? I don't have enough time to think about what would I think. Here's the thing, John. I don't have I don't have to come to mind to influence people. I'm in your subconscious. Your power is in my subconscious. I, p- p- I, I get texts from listeners of the show that are like, hey, I thought about you whenever I saw this. And it's the most inexplicable thing. It's because I said something once, two and a half years ago, and I just live inside people's subconscious. <laughs> and their favorite podcast. That's amazing. 100%. 100%. Um, there's there's uh, two more lines. Are you a Stranger Things fan? Uh, yes and no. I've seen the first three seasons. I thought the first one was pretty great. Didn't love the second or third one. And I'm not going to watch the next one anytime soon, but I will watch it eventually. I've watched it. I've watched the newest season over the last 24 hours that I've completed. It. All of it? Bro, that's like <laughs> 15 hours. No, it was like 12. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a lot. Of, I saw the episode runtimes. So that was trending on Twitter when it first came out. So the last two, the really long ones, haven't come out yet. They're coming out in July because they're essentially movies. Wait, seriously? So, yeah. So there's nine episodes. Seven of them released all at one time a few days ago. And the final two are movie length. It's like two and a half hours and like an hour and a half, something like that. So they're coming out later. But one of the one of the you know, one of the main people in the show goes into a Russian prison. And I can say that because they spoiled it and they're freaking (laughs) one of the biggest cliffhangers ever from two years ago at the end of season three is Is Hopper Alive? And they gave it away in the trailer. (laughs) Yeah. But they call him the American, and they call you the American in this. They call me the American? <laughs> they do. So I, that actor, played Red Guardian, and everybody says that I look like him because he's the fat, overweight, uh, you know, chubby superhero. And now you're compared to his other famous character in Stranger Things. So we are that man together. We are the American. <laughs> Calling me we the American are. is the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think. Uh, I called you funny, but it wasn't nice because it was back. You took it back already. Oh, I did. I did. Well, it's your fault. Um, here's a take of yours that I didn't know you had until I read a German news article about you. I'm questioning the translation, but I'm going to sit this mess, Cal, and listen. I've never even heard you talk about this off mic. The streamer is suspicious of the idea of the metaverse and online reality. Mm. If you could put on video glasses and see whatever you want to see, experience what you want to experience, why should you ever, why wouldn't you take, it says, why should you ever wear them again? (laughs) 
Do you have it? Do you have this strong? You're like super anti-metaverse in German. Yeah, that's definitely mistranslated. But dude, it's funny you say that because I had a uh, I'm that guy who took like three philosophy courses in college and thought that thought himself a philosopher. Uh, uh-huh. I don't anymore, but I did after like when I was like 21, 22. And I was like, oh, I love thinking about thinking. Uh, but I had this professor who one of the very first times that we had class, he said he, he had this awesome accent. I forget where he was from, but his great accent. And he just said something like, you know, if you ever had if you ever had the opportunity to sit in a VR and and experience anything physically, I think he said physically, emotionally, like what if I experienced the Lions winning the Super Bowl, it would not just be like I'm playing Madden and watching them win. I would be there and my brain could be tricked into thinking it was actually happening. Or you could take that any perverted way you want to as well, right? Put this on, you can experience whatever you want. And we had this huge debate for like a week in this class about whether or not it was moral to even ever put them on. Because if you did, why would you ever take the, why would you ever leave? You could find a way Battery to just, life. well, yeah, yeah. You could plug it into the wall if you had enough money and then you could just IV yourself and just stay in there for as long as you wanted. Um, and so that's probably where I was going with that answer. I've learned since that article came out, I've learned more about what the metaverse is. Uh, I'm still not a huge fan necessarily, but it's a place we're going to have to occupy for sure. But definitely that was what I was thinking when I was right, when I was reading that, like <laughs> when I was answering that question is like, it could be dangerous to get into things where you could experience it in a very real way. It's so funny that that's literally not literally, but all it's towards the end of this article about, Hey, we, I'm Bearded Blevins, and I'm the captain of Catholicism when it comes to new media and sharing the gospel in places no one is, except the metaverse. I'll never go there. <laughs> no, we'll go there. But I, I think I, did, I had no idea what metaverse was when I when I did this article. It's so funny, man. This German so article is when we found. This? this was right when we started. So this was October, November okay. when I recorded it. And she probably published it in like like January or February. So I, I meet macht kommt verant wortung. What does that mean? With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> I did not say that. You one hundred percent did. Spider Man. I did not say that. Did no, I? John. You. I was gonna make fun of the article for quoting "With great power comes great responsibility." They have it as chapter heading. It's because you had it. Your content. I don't know. They might have seen that in like a it. Grotto thing that Grotto did, but I. That's not my words. I don't quote uh, Marvel movies. I'm more of a DC guy. The influence that a streamer could exert is also a double-edged sword. Blevins experienced this firsthand through his brother. It's both inspiring and awe-inspiring. To quote Uncle Ben and Spider-Man, with great power I comes great that. responsibility. Nope, that wasn't me. That's them. Oh, it's in words. quotations in German, John! How do I sue? How do, can I get rich from this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how the courts work in Germany. How many uh, people are finding the podcast from this article? I mean, like four. It was just funny to me. That's great. <laughs> They'll like you. Oh. I've been to Germany a couple of times. They can be pretty angry. Uh, caref- careful how you say that. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great. You've got like the whole thing going. Well, and, until a few years ago, I was blonde haired, blue eyed, and only one of those is true now. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Open your eyes. Okay. Yep. Yep. Still blue eyed. Look into my eyes. <laughs> you will find or see? Cool. I don't know. I literally was said. <laughs> We were talking over each other. I was saying, <laughs> I don't know the rest of the words. And then you asked me a follow-up question about oh. what the words were. Well, here's the moral of the story. Uh, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> Amen. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome 
Welcome back to Fortech Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Jonathan Lene Blevins. You know, the last time I had Allison on, she like got all uppity and angry that I'm calling you Lene now and not her. Well, it sounds better with my name. It, it sure does because you're more beautiful than she is. I'm taking that as the second nicest thing you've ever said to me. It's okay. No one listens to this show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not even me. The only, the only people the only people that listen to this show are four German bots. <laughs> um, so I had one of the things that you and I have done a lot of this show. It's usually a yearly tradition. Uh, one time it was around Thanksgiving, and then one Ooh, time it was around some other <laughs> some other holiday, and it was about food takes. And I didn't realize that I had a food take that uh, was going to ruffle some feathers. Um, but I tweeted it out the other day and I'm not popular, John, like people, people don't care. Like I have tweets that get zero likes compared um, to the average American. You're popular. Not on Twitter, <laughs> maybe <laughs> on Instagram, <laughs> but like Twitter just gets no action. It's like a, a newlywed couple in NFP. So I just, I, I tweet these things out and nobody, just nothing. That was one of my funnier jokes. Dude, I was going to laugh, but you kept going. So I was like, uh, I don't laugh. That's what comedy is, John. Do I have to explain it to you after I tell you you're funny? <laughs> yes, you do. You have to tell me when I can laugh, apparently. No, here's here's the thing that I, I learned about myself is that I used to say funny things and pause for reaction. And then I realized that some of the stuff I say isn't funny just every now and then. Yeah. And then it would be an awkward pause. Um, or I would go, um, and it kind of ruins the joke because I would say, um, while everybody's laughing. But, but it's I, way better when I, you tell something that you know is comedy gold. And then if no reaction happens, you just go back to it because it was funny. Yeah, to yell at you because I now I'm I'm, so, I'm so mad I gave you this compliment <laughs> earlier. Now I'm so mad you've been so funny. And I'm you just almost won't help me I'm out almost at all. comfortable. Let me just finish this mess, Cal. Okay, there you go. Um, ironically enough, my tweet was about alcohol. Mm. Uh, you're not funny anymore, but you're great with transitions. Thank you. <laughs> well, it is June. Um, what? Oh, got it. Okay, so. <laughs> Very good. See, I'm I can be funny. <laughs> you can be funny. Okay. So I tweeted this out, and 54,000 people saw this tweet. It got a bunch of likes and a, and a bunch of uh, replies to the point where I was like, I was on vacation at this point, and I was like, I need to leave my phone here. Like, it's getting a lot of. You need of, to leave your phone of, there or at least slam five IPAs. Uh, well, what do you live? <laughs> <laughs> Giving stuff away before I even said it? Oh, wait, is, is this your turkey take? Please continue. <laughs> yeah. We're not rehashing that. Um, okay, here's what I said. IPAs are the worst beers. Y'all can stop pretending. I want you to be free. Mm. <laughs> That's what I said. Okay. And I IPAs suck. And I understand that that is a subjective take. Okay. Now I'm right because I'm always <laughs> right, even in subjective things. But people have said that beer is bad. But I, I spun it in this, like, I was, ironically enough, I was thinking about Jesus in this moment. Like, I was, I had been thinking about the freedom that Jesus Christ had won for us. And then I saw an, uh, an ad for an IPA, and I'm like, this is not what Jesus purchased for us. Like, you can be free, guys. I, everybody, you know, everybody, oh, I got an IPA. Oh, my IPA is more happy. Oh, my IPA is, I found the best IPA, bro. They all suck. They're all terrible, and everyone's pretending, and I lifted the veil on the charade, and it, sometimes when you when you present people with the truth, they get angry, and I got a lot of angry replies, but most of the replies were just somebody going, thank you, you voiced what I've been thinking for years, IPAs suck, and I want people to be free from them. 
It sounds to me like you have, correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like you have more of a problem with beer snobs than you do with IPAs. Like it sounds like I I'm, hate IPAs more than I hate most things in the world. But, but because but, but but you mentioned beer snobs as one of the reasons. Is it or is it more to do with the taste? Here's what I hate, John. What I true you're you're very close. You're you're correct in getting me away from the fact that I hate IPAs isn't the worst thing. It's not the beer snobs that I hate because I can learn things from them. What I hate is liars. People who say they love this thing and they know they hate it. And I just want people to break the cycle of hatred and of, of, of slavery and be free of the IPA. So it's, it's interesting that you say this because I have so many thoughts. And I, one of my thoughts that we can go to later if you want is I have a similar thought about black coffee. I have been a coffee snob before. I've gone to very fancy coffee places. I've had black coffee for years and years. And I've admitted that recently that I just really enjoy some cream in my coffee. I just think it makes coffee taste better. Why are we pretending with this black coffee stuff? It's similar to what you're saying, I think. But and, but I'm also – I've been on both sides of the IPA argument. I used to not like IPAs when I was 21. And then between the ages of 22 to like 32, I really, really dug them in the hazies and like – uh, Imperial IPAs, especially that are a lot stronger. I like those a lot. And now I like the taste, but I'm 34 and I have one and my stomach is like not feeling right for over six hours. And so I just can't do them anymore, but I like the flavor. So I'm very mixed on this, my friend. And I think objectively they taste good. If you enjoy that kind of taste, it's a, it's like scotch. Do you like scotch? I like certain scotches. Yes. But overall, I think that scotch is a good thing. Do you like scotch? Okay, so let's talk about the kind of scotch you like. What's your favorite? I like the Glenlivet Twelve. Like I know that there are like hundred dollar yeah, yeah. bottles, no, hundreds of so dollars. So the Twelve. That's like that's like my go to. It's like not super expensive. It's pretty moderate in taste, right? It's not like smoky or peaty, like crazy. So the smoky one, I have a bottle right here, and it's called. Uh, is it the Glenfiddich? Yeah, that's Glenfiddich. That one, like if I drink it. It, it it just it tastes like I just drank of like a, the smoke coming out of a fire pit. And yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I feel like that's how you f think about IPAs. They no no no. There's I like scotch. There are rare occasions where I don't like one single scotch. That one and the cheapest one I've ever purchased. I've never liked one single IPA. Yeah, I would like to sit down and have five IPAs with you, man. I would. John, you bought a couple of your favorites at your party. No, I was no, at, I, didn't I didn't because drink, they didn't have. I, didn't I, I bought any some of my. Beer. I bought some of my local favorites, but bro, you got to try. And this, I'm, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna now I'm gonna get everyone mad at me. I'm gonna get the people like you mad at me because you're gonna hate that it's an IPA, and I'm gonna get the beer snobs mad at me because there's lactose in these. But I think that like a strawberry milkshake IPA with lactose in it is just delicious. John, Delicious. don't waste your money. Just donate. I don't, to I don't anymore. I can't, buy, I, I can't buy them anymore. Instead, <laughs> now I'm drinking mezcal and bourbon. But I, I hear what you're saying. I thought you're. I thought a lot of the responses were funny. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned me roasting you. Uh, here's, here's because you thing. had a pre-made margarita three years ago in one of our very first episodes. And I was shocked. I it's, roasted it's not, you. It's not pre-made. I made it. It's just from... There, there's a one part of it that's uh, there's a mix that you add. You can add tequila to it. You add some lemon juice to it. You add some uh, some contro to it. I don't. I don't. I don't you're <laughs> drinking tequila shots with lemon juice in them <laughs> right now. I'm drinking mezcal straight, my friend. Okay, there's no yeah. juice in this at all. But that you you that's your margarita. 
Oh. You were like, oh, it's just tequila and some lime juice. I'm like, no, it isn't. No, tequila, but- lime juice, you get a triple sec, of course. You need some more, some more heft to it. And then I roasted you back, and I thought you were mad at me because you didn't respond. Oh, no, what did you say? <laughs> you, you said that, and I said, I would have proved you wrong uh, when you came down here, but you canceled on me and decided oh, yeah. not to come retreat with all of our male friends. No, that, makes, that made, it made me sad more than mad. I wasn't mad, Taylor. I was just disappointed. <laughs> uh, the other thing, you have you have this thing. You say it. You said it about IPAs around the time that I had this thing. You've also said it about cheeses because I because I tweeted Ooh. out that I had, I was having some prosciutto and some some fancy Gouda cheese. That was the nicest That's tweet my- you've ever said about me, by the way. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You keep saying that. It's losing its meaning. I, I mean it. <laughs> That's the nicest thing you ever said. That's the nicest thing. No, no, no thing I said tweet said. it. I said tweet it. Okay, okay. So uh, I'm just surprised you saw any of my tweets because you never interact with them. But that's a whole other thing. So uh, I tweeted out that I was eating prosciutto. And I, so I thought of Papa Sharapa. Yep. Uh, Nick, Nick Sharapa. And I was eating fancy cheese. Uh, and I thought of you. And then I saw you tweet about something. It was about cheese and IPAs and some other things. It was a reply to you. You talked about uh, acquired taste. Yeah. And like, like, John, do you like it when I punch you in the face? I do not. If I do it over and over and over again, do you think it will become an acquired taste? <laughs> I'm not a psychologist, Taylor, but I do believe there's some psychology there to eventually I would enjoy that. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's my point. That's why that's what you're doing with IPAs and what you think I'm doing with cheese. They're not the same thing. But yeah, Fancy I, I cheese disagree. just tastes are. good. When you're seven, <laughs> eight, 10, 15 years old and you try a, a a stinky blue cheese that is objectively very tasty, you're usually not you're like a stinky old cheese, baby. Just getting better with a oh, okay, I like this. You keep going. Ooh, give me some wine. <laughs> Uh, but the, I, you know what I mean? I, there's, I didn't wake up enjoying aged cheddar or like Chardonnay ch- white cheddar cheese. Right. I, but, but you're you, going, you you're taste going, it more and more. You try it. You like it. Same with meats. You, you start with bologna when you're a kid and hot dogs. And eventually you're, you're eating, you know, bleeding rare uh, ribeyes. It's, We're not talking about kids. I understand that kids are different than well, adults. It's a developed palate. It's a palate. When you're a kid. But. But when you're you weren't drinking IPAs as a six year old, you started when you were twenty, and then you were like, "Oh, this is cool! I got to do it." <laughs> you were the people that need to be freed, and then you said you turned thirty, and you finally realized they're not that guy. Hey, give me gut <laughs> right now. I'm an old man. It's unfortunate. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, some other some other things. And I promise this is going somewhere. I really do. Oh, can promise. I just? Are we still doing food takes, or are you just gonna? Are, are we done now with food takes? If you would like to contribute to this to this conversation, you're welcome. I'm to. tripling down on my take from two Thanksgivings ago. I'm never eating a bite of turkey again. No exceptions ever. Okay. I'm proud of you ever. I literally made, I started cause I'm doing, I'm doing some keto stuff right now just to jump start before I transition back into just normal, uh, you know, <laughs> transition uh-huh. <in> June. <laughs> into just normal, you know, regular healthy diet. So, but I'm getting a nice boost and I'm losing weight quick and I'm working out and it's working. But, uh, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh, I have a lot of ground beef. I'm having ribeyes, but like, I want to mix it up. So I'll have some ground chicken, which is very tasty, of course. And then some ground turkey, but I was making the ground turkey the other day, fresh, fresh as it can be. And it stunk up my entire house. Just that turkey smell. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm not pretending that turkey tastes good anymore. I don't care. Oh, if it's in a chili, sure. If it's disguised with a bunch of great flavors in a chili, maybe it's edible. No, beef's better. Chicken's better. Uh, duck is like better. Like giving medicine to a dog. <laughs> I'm done with turkey. I'm putting it away forever. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Rant over. 
No, I'm so I, I at first I was mad that you brought it up because I said we're not tackling things we tackled three years ago. <laughs> but you ended up making my point that you became a free man. I'm you, free. You realized you realized that you know that there was something wrong a few years ago, and then you finally this was your last straw. And that's what I want people to do. I just want people to be free. Okay. Um, my next one doesn't seem like it's a food take, but it will be. Okay. My take is that the Mona Lisa sucks, and it's one of the stupidest paintings of all time. So I was we're going to get canceled. Thrilled, thrilled to read this headline. It's the greatest headline I've Please ever read. read it. It's been four life. days since I've read the headline. Please read it to me. The Mona Lisa was attacked with a pastry by a man disguised as an elderly woman in a wheelchair. Mm. I read that on Facebook News, and I was scrolling through, and I scrolled right back up, and I go. <laughs> What? (laughs) Is that real? (laughs) This is incredible. I laughed out loud. It was the greatest headline I've ever read. He threw a pastry at it. Yeah. The only way the headline could be better, and I have to give my my best friend Joel Stepanek credit here. I'm not going to even try to pretend to take this joke. This if is you say good. the one thing that literally everyone replied and say that you think it's an original idea, I'm going to be so angry. Not saying anything. It's 100% what everyone replied. It's the only time I've heard it when he said someone misses Doubtfired the Mona Lisa. Oh, no. That's original. That's funny, right? Someone that is, that, dressed up like an old woman and misses Doubtfired the Mona Lisa. I was cry <laughs> laughing. I was like, Great Everybody joke, else Joel. said, oh, it should have started with Florida Man. I'm like, don't you dare oh, take he, an overused no. meme. Don't you dare take an overused meme and ruin the most perfect headline ever. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a great headline. I think the good for good for that guy. So here's the thing. We have been told our entire lives that the Mona Lisa is good. And I realized maybe five, six years ago, and I've kept it to myself because I didn't want to get canceled or ruffle any feathers, but I don't care anymore. I I said that on the show a few weeks ago. I'm done caring what other people think. (laughs) Nobody thought I did anyway. So I'm just going to quit pretending. Exactly. I'm becoming more myself. I'm playing Fortnite with your brother every Friday. I'm becoming more of who I really am. We have been told the Mona Lisa is incredible to the point that I was afraid that the man was going to cancel me when I said something. <laughs> but this, this brave man dressed up like a grandmother yeah, for no apparent reason. He could have got in. <laughs> There's nobody stopping men from going to see the Mona Lisa. He could have walked in. There's no need for the wheelchair. No, there is, bro. The, the, oh, the wheelchair is the only reason they didn't check his bag. They're about to check the oh, back. Well, I'm, I'm really? making this up. I'm making this all yeah. up. This is just I'm all in my head. I don't think. I don't, but I don't imagine, think, like, they're about to say, uh, uh, ma'am, ma'am, can we please check your bag, ma'am? Oh, huh? no. <laughs> I, I, this is just, I've got my vitamins. I'm embarrassed of what's in here. That's the only reason they got the cake in there. Maybe you're right. Maybe he tried this the week before. It's like, I got to come back as an <laughs> old woman. almost arrested, yeah. <laughs> but what's great about it? What's great about it is it's just a stand. Okay. Did, did you know that the story there was there was somebody who was who was fighting for us about 80 years ago. Somebody went in and threw acid on the Mona Lisa and tried to ruin it. Did it and touch the glass or was it actually the paint? There was no glass, John. This was 80 years ago. Wait, is that what happened glass to her eyebrows? Glass wasn't invented. I'm just kidding. Glass is <laughs> <laughs> we all know that we all get glass from lightning striking sand. We all know that from Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. But uh, they he threw at they, this person threw acid on it. And so they, they went in and they put the, like the plexiglass in front of it. So it can't be harmed anymore. Right. Right. 
So this guy, the new, the, the real guy, the real champion was our guy 80 years ago saying down with this. I want people to be freed from this idea that the Mona Lisa is a good painting. It sucks. And she's ugly. Like there's no, there's no way around this. And this guy just wanted to bring the conversation back up. Yeah. He knew he couldn't harm with a pastry when there was glass, but he wanted, he wanted the people to rise up as he rose up out of his wheelchair <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a gown for old women. That is such a stretch. I'm with you on the Mona Lisa being overrated, but I, I'm pretty sure that it was painted like in the 14 or 1500s. And I, this is research I had to do after I got roasted by my chat for making fun of the Mona Lisa. And that it is an oil painting in the style of realism that like was not common or, or well done back then. And so it's almost like celebrating the person who invented the internet, even though now it's way more advanced. And you're like, oh, back then it was horrible. You know what I mean? I, I feel like that's it. I'm probably still going to get I don't know roasted. what you mean, because who do you think invented the internet? Oh, dude, Abraham Lincoln, right? Everybody says it's Al Gore and it wasn't him and no one knows a real person. We're not celebrating them, John. And here's if the you other Google thing, it, I'm John. Sure it pops up. You're letting new information from people change your opinions. I do think, <laughs> listen, I'm the worst person ever to talk to about art. And I, I admit that. I think a lot of art is boring. I would literally rather eat McDonald's breakfast than take a tour of the Louvre. So, so you know what I mean? Like, No offense to artists out there. I just don't get it. You know, I, I recently saw a painting. It looked like something my kid could throw at a wall and it sold for like 4.5 mil. And I'm like, I, like, what is this? Was it titled Kid Throws Paint at a Wall? So I'm going to reveal something now that I wasn't planning on revealing. Okay. I, I think we'll be announcing it soon. But Forte Catholic is taking a pilgrimage to somewhere. I'm not going to reveal where yet. But we are taking a pilgrimage somewhere in the next year. The next pilgrimage that we do after this is going to just be a Taylor and John pilgrimage. We're going to go to France and we're going to go into the Louvre and we're just going to roast everything that we see. <laughs> Hold on. If that's, that's day one. But then can days two through seven just be really nice restaurants, wine and bread? That's what all my pilgrimages are. Okay, great. What a blessing. That's what they're all going to be. It'll, it, it'll be coming soon. Like, it really is coming soon. I wasn't going to say anything, but John, John's helping me be a tease. Thank you, John. You're welcome. It's the mezcal. Okay. Uh, my, my next thing is also a food take that will get us to our spiritual take. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Uh, you, you already said I'm stretching, and I promise you that I am. <laughs> I, I had a new experience, and I'm surprised that this is a new experience, both with my age and my girth and my love for eating. Have you ever had your stomach growl like a, like a hunger growl while you are eating? No. I hadn't either. No. Until I've this had past a, week. During silent adoration, it's happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Everybody said that. I'm just glad it was my... Uh, that's why I had to sp specify. Hunger growl and exit growl. I've had both yeah. of those happen in adoration. Yeah. Um, but hunger growl, I was hungry and my stomach was growling. So what does that mean? I go to get food. This happened twice in a week, John. Twice in a week. I'm sitting right here and I'm working at this computer and I'm hungry. It's like 11 o'clock. I haven't had any breakfast yet. So my stomach is growling. I go and I put a bagel in the toaster and I like I put I put uh, like strawberry spread on my bagels. And so I start eating my bagel. I'm halfway through the first half of the bagel, right? Because it's two sides. 
halfway through it, my stomach starts growling. I was like, I'm trying, man. Like I'm, I'm trying. Like I, my, my stomach doesn't know what I'm doing. I'm like, I literally just gave you a fourth of a bagel. Like, you know, it's coming, man. Like yeah. I, you've been stomach. You've been with me the whole time. When do I only give you the amount of food that is a fourth of a bagel? Like, you know, more is coming. And then it happened again later the week. I was making dinner and I started eating the dinner and then my stomach growled. I was like, buddy, I'm trying. <laughs> so you're in doing a, you're in a calorie deficit. This is good. Now, yeah, no one looks at me and thinks I'm in a calorie <laughs> deficit. <laughs> I'm just hungry. It was my fifth meal of the day. So what do you think is happening? So I think what I'm doing is I, I am trying to eat a little better, uh, eat a little less, uh, less often. And I'm trying to only eat when I'm hungry. Because I know that one of my stress things is I, I want to eat when I'm stressed and that's not good. So I'm trying to just have the three meals. I'm trying to wait, um, not doing like hard and fast, um, like intermittent fasting. Right. But like, I'm not eating in the morning until I'm hungry. Yeah. Um, I can't, I tried the intermittent fasting and I would get headaches every now and then just because my body's like, what are you doing? You hadn't eaten so long. So now I just eat when I'm hungry. That's a pretty easy rule. Right. Um, but I, it's just never happened before. And it got me thinking. It got me thinking about um, my faith, and this is the reason why. I have had this conference. I'm leading. I'm uh, the MC for a Dallas Youth Conference here in a couple of weeks, and the scripture that they gave us was the "Ask, Seek, Knock" scripture. Okay. Right? Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. And so I'm the MC for this, and I'm having to like. Like, so I'm not going to give all the talks, right? But I'm the person weaving everything through over the three, four days of of the conference. So I'm going to have to say something about this passage, yeah. right? I'm going to have to say something about ask, seek, knock. And I, I've kind of struggled with this passage before because how I've heard it is just like, just ask God for whatever, whatever you want and you'll get it. You know, seek and you'll find him. Knock and the door will be open to you. But practically in my spiritual life, I've I've asked the Lord for stuff and felt like I've not gotten an answer. Something you know, a lot of times people are like, "Oh, you know, maybe the no answer was the answer." I'm like, right. "Well, by by definition, there was no answer." You know, <laughs> uh, seek and you will find. It's like there have been times where I've been seeking the Lord for months and not heard a word. Right? Yeah. There's times where I have knocked and I've had the door slammed in my face. So I'm reading this passage and it's just like I have a lot of baggage with this passage. What do you think? Uh, dude, this is going to be really cheesy. And I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast before, but I think I like to go to the great theologian, uh, Garth Brooks. Uh huh. When I, when I think of this passage and I'm not kidding. One I, of the Western fathers. One of the, exactly. I love the song unanswered prayers. Like he's at his home. He's at his high school game with his current wife that he's the only wife he's had, according to the song we know. And he runs into his old high school flame and he thinks about, like, as he's introducing his wife to this woman, he thinks about, like, the prayers he used to ask and beg God. And I did the same thing with my high school sweetheart, which was, you know, I want to marry, I want to marry this person. Please don't let this relationship end. And that was, like, all I prayed for. And I felt like I got slapped in the face multiple times by God. Uh, and then if it wouldn't... Did you like, start liking it after a while? Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> After a couple of mezcals. Uh, but then like, but then he's with his wife and he's like, I'm thankful for the unanswered prayers. And I think that's beautiful. So I, I think that there is, when you say you've had the door slammed in your face, I think it can feel that way. But I don't know that God has slammed a door in your face unless he was trying to make it very clear that he was opening another one. 
Yeah, it's opening a window for you to escape through. No, I'm not being cheesy like that. You know what I mean? I can't say I'm not being cheesy. I just quoted Garth Brooks, <laughs> but I think yeah. that's a great Here's, song. Here's and, and it's it's funny that you were that you mentioned that one because I went and re-listened to when I was having these feelings and kind of you know working through them and kind of frustrated by like like now my, like Faith's doing good, but it's like I've been pretty honest like the last you know until until about January the two years before that were pretty rough for my faith right and I felt like it was pretty dry and it's not you know there were times that I stopped asking seeking knocking but I think it's because there was a long time that I was asking seeking knocking and it felt <laughs> like nothing was happening right. right so um but now I'm on like the other side of it and I'm like what like what happened you know and here here's my thought and I want you to tell me if you think I'm crazy um because I feel like this is more true for my experience of prayer so I'm trying to match my experience with this verse, right? Yeah. If I knock on your door and you don't answer it immediately and you're home, like you're rude, right? I'm okay. rude or I don't know you. Yeah. Right. But I'm talking about me. Like if I come, I oh, come sure. to your house. Right. I knock. Like that's a pretty immediate answer, right? But if I ask, so that's knock. Seems pretty immediate to me, right? Yeah. Um, ask and it was, it'll be given, right? Like I asked you to not send me IPAs and we'll see that that would take a couple of weeks for you to find them, buy them, ship them here, whatever. Yeah. Right. So asking could take, depending on the ask, could take a few hours, a few days, a few, a few months, a few weeks. Right. But then the seeking, the seek and you will find, I feel like that's lifelong. Right. Yeah. It's like seeking after Christ, seeking after God is going to be a lifelong thing. And that made me feel a lot better about it, right? Because I think I was, I was like, why does it say three things, <laughs> right? Why does it say ask, seek, knock, and not just one of those, right? It could be Jesus said those three things and they just mashed them together. But it's one of the most famous verses. So I was like, why are these three things there? And I think this because there has to be some nuance there because otherwise it's just repetitive. Ask and you will find, seek and you will find, knock and you will find. <laughs> like it's not the same thing over and over again. So I like that. Because in my experience, I've had prayers answers pretty quickly, like the knocking on the door and somebody lets you in, right? I've had prayers that took a while, like finding a wife. <laughs> I prayed for that for a long time and it yeah. took a while. Like that was the asking. But the seeking after God, um, I think is a, is a, is, it's a lifelong thing. And I, what I don't want, because, because this verse has been used tritely, just ask God and he'll give it to you. And then it's not given and then it's detrimental to people's faith. It's been detrimental to mine. I've heard other people talk about this, right? Yeah. Um, so I think I think I'm going to say that to the kids what, uh, at this conference. What do you think about that? I think you should. I think there's wisdom there. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of uh, you know today's Pentecost and a lot of a lot of times think about the like a lot of times people will say not just Catholics Christians as well will often pray come Holy Spirit uh, the song Holy Spirit you're welcome here I'm pretty sure that was not written by a Catholic uh, why are it's we not- saying why are we saying come Holy Spirit be with us Holy Spirit when the Spirit's already with us in our baptism through our confirmation. Uh, and if you think about it, right, the spirit was there in the very beginning over the waters, right? The breath of God breathed into the nostrils of, of Adam. Uh, and then at Pentecost, they received the spirit in a very real and practical way. But then all throughout Acts, they received the spirit multiple times and reminders that they need the spirit multiple times. And then the spirit is acting in very specific ways throughout all of Acts after Pentecost happens because they're constantly seeking like you were just talking about. That's a, that's fitting. We're recording this on podcast on, uh, on Pentecost, on Podcast Sunday. We're recording this on Pentecost Sunday. <laughs> Uh, but I think that's really important to, to know that we're always, we should always be seeking, even when we find, we'll continue to seek and continue to invite the Holy Spirit in. Gosh, so that was in good. You conclusion, can steal that. What? I said that was good. You can steal that for the conference too. 
Oh, okay, cool. You, you looked like you were talking to somebody else. Oh, <laughs> I was no, like, I, was just looking, I was just looking off in the distance. <laughs> I gotcha. Away from your microphone. Great. On this podcast Sunday, you forgot <laughs> how to do it. So, in conclusion, IPAs suck, and I want you to be free from it. The Mona Lisa sucks, and I want you to be free from it. Um, so, so, eat a bagel right before you're hungry so your stomach doesn't isn't confused <laughs> by what your brain is doing. And finally, keep asking, seeking, and knocking, no matter how long it takes. That's my encouragement for the day. Don't go anywhere. We're going to come right back with one of my other weird takes just to close out the show. Do not go anywhere. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I'm Taylor Schroll, and that is still Jonathan, uh, the American Blevins. The American. <laughs> so, uh, just to close out the show, just to close out the show, I had n- another tweet. I said earlier that the other one got seen by was seen by 54,000 people. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. It really is. This other one was seen by 32,000. So only the size of my uh, childhood home, <laughs> but childhood hometown, <laughs> which is crazy to well, think a about. a big house. Right? Could you imagine me giving a speech to my entire <laughs> to my entire hometown? And this is what I would say in that speech. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. One of the weirdest parts about being Catholic is that at the end of Mass, the priest says, the Mass is over, go away. My translation. Then we all stand there and sing a song and get glared at if we leave before the song ends. Bruh, he told you to leave and he's gone. Like, <laughs> this is over. Why are we making up these fake pharisaical rules yeah. of you have to say until the song's over? You have to say until this. It's like, he said, go, go spread the gospel. And then he waits outside for us for three and a half minutes for the choir to finish verse six. And he's just waiting for us to leave. Yeah, I don't think the priest is judging, though. It's just the pious people in the pews. Ah, the pious, pious people, people in the pews. pews. <laughs> pew, pew. Do you have a pop filter for that? I don't. I hope pop. But you know what I mean? I'm, like, I grew up thinking that rule was a thing. Like, you have to stay until the song is over. Um, no, you just have to not be the person that leaves after communion. Right. Yeah, like, exactly. you know, that was Judas was the first one to leave. Right. <laughs> like, just don't do that. But like when he says the mass has ended and then he walks down, in my opinion, after one verse, you're good to go. So here's here's my thing. Technically, technically, you can leave after he says the mass has ended. Go in peace. And then we say thanks be to God. Technically, you can leave right there. Yeah, mass is over. Then. Mass early because mass is over now. Just out of respect. A lot of people said this. A lot of people were very angry at this tweet, and a lot of people were very pro this tweet. It was very fun. Everybody was replying, and we were having a good time. I saw and I it, by the re- way, I saw it on Facebook. On Facebook? I saw you put, you put it on Facebook. Oh, nice. I liked yeah, it on yeah. Facebook, but didn't see it on Twitter. Well, Twitter is where it got a lot of people. Apparently. I, I don't know if you know, but Facebook's not doing too well. Uh, they need their metaphors to come and yeah. save them just for you to be a big, uh, you know, big uh, influencer over on the metaphors. <laughs> so... I think it's rude to leave before the priest. That's my thing. Sure. That's not, that's where I draw the line, right? Okay. And some people were like, oh, no, you have to stay until the song ends. No. Because that's rude to the choir. And I was like, buddy, I used to be the choir, and I'm saying this. Yeah. I, like, you're literally preaching to the former choir. I, I have... I, I, I tried to do the math one time. I was a music director at a parish. I played at four masses every weekend yep. for a year and a half. I've, I've played at three masses a week for th- four, uh, four years. I played at a mass every other week for six years. Like, I've played at a lot of masses, John. And you know what I won't care anything at all about? 
people waiting till the end. Go away. I'm like, go, go home. Get out of here. I want to pack up and leave. Yeah. The the, the final thing was people were saying, oh, no, I don't want to leave. I want to stay and say prayers of Thanksgiving. Now, one, if you would like to do that and you feel called by God to do that, by all means, please do that. I want everyone to be free to do what they want within the bounds of respectfulness for the church. Yeah. Right. But the other thing is, I wanted to put this in this segment with the IPAs because I want to free people. I want people to be free to do whatever they want within reason whenever the priest says the mass is over. If you want to leave right when he says it's over, go ahead. If you want to wait till the priest leaves and leave with me, be my guest. If you want to stay and pray after, be my guest. But what I'm tired of is people being swayed by culture, by other people to follow made up rules. And I feel like a lot of people that stay after do it because they were told to and they feel like they have to. And you don't. Like, we just prayed for an hour together in the, in, in the height of all prayer. You don't have to say a prayer of thanksgiving. That's what the time after communion is for. But if you would like to, please do. But do not feel obligated to. The priest just said, go away, and he left. If you want to leave, you are free to do so, my friend. <laughs> I like your translation because it's funny, but it certainly isn't go away. It's The mass has ended. You can, the, the church is still open. You can pray. I he think says go one, in peace. I said go away. So yeah, I, I think one of the biggest, like most egregious, annoying things in the world is what staying until the end of the song encourages is people clapping for the choir at the end of mass. And I think that's just horrible. I yeah. do too, unless I'm the musician, then it's great. <laughs> yeah, unless I need the dopamine hit, you know. But I just think, I just think that's cr- it's wild. I could not care less about the choir. No offense. Well, usually because they're not good. Yeah, the so one of my parents they- is amazing. I literally, I love them. I love the. I'm very good friends with the choir director. Like they're just seriously amazing, beautiful. They have a scola. They have a uh, a praise and worship mat. They've all. They're. They do a great job. I don't care. I broke my scola in a football game. Mass will happen either way. It'll be faster without him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that you did. Let's clap for that. <laughs> but anyway, I like. I just want. I've just been thinking about it. Like, I want you to be free. I want the people that truly want to stay after to pray to stay after to pray. But I don't I, I don't want people to get glared at for leaving at appropriate times. Like, I feel like Agreed. all these, these, these made up extra rules, you don't have to follow them even when you're getting glared at. Glare back and laugh at yeah, All the <laughs> glarers. That's a whole other topic. All the glarers. Stop glaring. You're, you're clearly not getting enough out of mass if you're glaring at other people for whatever they're doing. I, I never notice when people leave. Like uh, the rare occasion I'll notice when there's an entire family of like 10 in front of me and they're wildly loud, the whole mass, no problem. That's fine. I'm glad they're there. But then they leave after communion and I'm just like, oh, wow, it's really quiet all of a sudden. Why? Oh, they're gone. (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, like I don't notice that the old couple behind me left early. You know what I mean? And that's why you're just so much holier than all of us, John. Why do people people care about other people doing mass? I don't know. Unless you're not discipline your kids and then i care (laughs) (laughs) to the cry room anyway that's (laughs) no 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 we can't end there don't go to the cry that's a whole other thing that was a call back to an old episode if if you're offended by it i don't care i'll be back next week see ya